Obvious Brothers on Anchor.fm. Good morning. This is Obvious John with from Rio Negro, Colombia. So, John isn't with us today. He's in Rio Negro, Colombia. Uh, we all have to get out our Google Maps and type that in to figure out where it is. Uh, based on the pictures he sent last night, it is a lovely place. And uh, we look forward to having him back uh, next week. Uh, he, uh, I know for a fact that he hasn't been too close to TV sets because uh, I had to text him to score the Purdue IU game last night, which made him very, very happy. Uh, if you missed it, uh, Purdue won by eight or nine and in a game in which uh, the uh, total points scored was 106, which is uh, some sort of record for futility. Uh, unfortunately, it's not actually a record for, for futility, uh, but uh, it's kind of the way a lot of the Purdue IU games have gone the last several years. So, um, I'm on my own today. He sent me a piece of tape, which I am going to uh, cut in uh, when we get to college basketball. But before we do that, I'm going to do our traditional uh, pop culture kind of stuff. I went to see uh, Call of the Wild last weekend. Uh, I want you to know that the appeal was not the dog. Uh, my wife uh, is a big fan of Harrison Ford. So wanted to see the movie, so we went and uh, I sat through it, uh, survived. Uh, I found the uh, CGI dog absolutely creepy. Uh, if you haven't seen previews or anything, uh, as uh, once a reviewer put it, and I think this is accurate, they anthropomorphize the dog. Uh, it has more facial expressions than uh, any group of people you know. Uh, when I told John this, he said, well, you only have one facial expression, so I can see why you would find that creepy. Uh, so that was his laugh line of the week. So uh, I, the movie has some beautiful scenery in it, whether it's CGI or not. Uh, uh, Harrison Ford pretty much plays the same character Harrison Ford has played for uh, a number of m movies, the beat up old guy, you know, who has troubles and uh, has suffered and, uh, you know, still has some heroic qualities to him. Uh, I would not say it's a must see, but uh, if you're one of those people like John who actually read uh, the book as a youngster, and so did I, uh, you might want to see this particular version of it. All right, on another note, uh, we've been doing a Michael Bloomberg uh, laugh a week at this point, so here we go, week number three. Uh, there are several to choose from, but I just want to point out that the man tried to make a joke using the naked cowboy uh, who roams around uh, the center of Manhattan uh, in his debate performance on Tuesday night. Uh, it flopped like the other couple prepared jokes that he had. So this week, uh, I'm going to stick on the title Naked Cowboy because obviously that's hard to top. All right, uh, we are now almost to March. Uh, you know, this is being taped on uh, Friday, uh, February 28th. Uh, selection uh, Sunday for the NCAA is two weeks and two days away. 
Uh, so we're getting down to it. Um, it was a great Saturday last uh, week for college basketball, starting with the Kansas-Baylor game, which we uh, previewed uh, last Friday. Uh, number one, number three, the game of the century of the week, uh, as I called it. Lived up to the hype, uh, three-point win at Baylor for Kansas. Uh, they have now split. Uh, Baylor beat them pretty badly uh, there in uh, Lawrence. And uh, But this game, uh, Kansas was up three at halftime, ended up winning by three. Uh, Baylor's best player, Mr. Butler, uh, had a shot uh, at the end to tie the game. And so you can't ask much more than that. Both teams look good, and uh, nobody seems to think uh, that this game uh, threw them off the uh, seed line. So let's hear what John had to say about that. I also like Kansas and Baylor. That was an excellent game, and I look forward to hopefully them playing each other in the Big 12 championship. Uh, regardless of the result of that game, I still think they're both one seeds at this point. So going on beyond Baylor and uh, Kansas, um, Really good game. Uh, if you missed it on Saturday night, uh, Oregon was at Arizona in a game uh, that was, uh, well, Arizona State across uh, not far from Arizona uh, took command of the Pac-12 for a few minutes. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but this game uh, went into overtime. Uh, of the guard from Oregon, Mr. Uh, Mr. Pritchard, uh, uh, Put 38 points on the board. I've seen him play several times. It's the first time I've seen him look like uh, the All-American that they claim he is. Um, the big news probably was that uh, Arizona had a chance to win in regulation, and uh, one guy missed two free throws, and then they had a chance to uh, win or tie in overtime. And another guy missed two more free throws. Uh, so uh, a lot of people trying to uh, put the pieces back together, the psyche of the Arizona Wildcats, uh, who were trying to grab uh, a piece of the lead in the Pac-12 last Saturday night. Really, really good game. All right, John did not comment on that game, uh, but he uh, did say something about San Diego State. Earlier in the evening, they played at home against UNLV and ended up losing. So let's hear what John's take on that. I do like the idea that uh, San Diego State got a loss, and maybe that's what they needed to uh, reset their their uh, hunger, I guess is one way to put it. Yeah, that'd be one way to put it. Uh, re restored their hunger. Uh, John does not mention Gonzaga, who then uh, lost in a very late night game at BYU. BYU is ranked. Uh, they've been playing a lot better uh, now that their, their uh, big man, whose name is Childs, has gone back. He had like 28 points uh, in the game, uh, and they controlled the game for most of the way. Uh, I saw several pundits who had picked this game as a game uh, Gonzaga was going to lose, uh, but uh, does not bump them off the one line for now. On the other hand, Duke has lost two games uh, in the last week, uh, at this point 10 days, on the road to unranked teams, uh, and they were one of our choices too. So uh, here you go, John was worried about Duke. Uh, with Duke's now having two losses in the last three games, 
I'm losing quickly losing confidence in them. Uh, I don't watch a lot of Duke basketball, but let me say uh, the bits I've seen and going by the numbers, uh, they gave up 113 points at Wake Forest. Or maybe it was 115 in uh, overtime the other night. Uh, so they're not exactly playing uh, hard-nosed defense, which is typically a Coach K, uh, in, you know, uh, one of his signatures is the toughness of their defense. Um, uh, it, they have the talent to, to go far. Uh, it is just not clear, like lots of other Duke teams, including last year's with Zion Williamson, that they will put all the pieces together to win uh, four games to get to the final four, let alone six in a row, uh, to uh, win the national championship. Uh, let, that pretty much covers uh, where we were in terms of last weekend. I guess since we both have Maryland in our final four last week, I should point out that they lost on Sunday at Ohio State, uh, 79-72. Uh, Ohio State was ranked at the time, and I know we uh, have a couple Ohio State rooters amongst our uh, sometimes listeners. So uh, put a little plug in for the Buckeyes who've been playing pretty well here lately. Uh, in fact, uh, won again last night, didn't they? So uh, they've been playing well. Uh, Maryland came back and won at Minnesota on Wednesday night with a last-second shot. Uh, so they hang on to the top of the Big Ten. Uh, that leads me to, uh, I want to talk about the other side of the country since John's not on. Uh, I watch... More, a lot more Pac-12 basketball than he does. Uh, coming into the weekend, that is last night's games, uh, the uh, Pac-12 was pretty tight with Arizona State, a half game ahead of uh, Arizona, UCLA, Colorado. Um, There's a fourth one, Oregon. And uh, so uh, the Arizona teams are in LA uh, for the weekend. Uh, so that, uh, you know, four of the top teams were kind of playing each other. Uh, if you aren't aware, uh, a long-standing format with the Pac-12 basketball season is they have teams paired, the two Oregon teams, two Washington teams, the two Bay Area teams, the two LA teams, the two Arizona teams. And when they brought in Utah and Colorado, uh, those teams are, are paired. So like this weekend, the two Arizona teams are both in L.A. Uh, Arizona State uh, last night played UCLA. Arizona will play them over the weekend. And last night it was USC, Arizona on the earlier game. Uh, and so you get very, you know, get a real good feel for uh, teams as they both are on the road at the same time. Uh, and, you know, the pay, play back-to-back -back games against the same teams uh, gives you a really good feel for the league. Uh, sometimes uh, UCLA beat Arizona State last night. Uh, USC won at home against Arizona. Uh, the surprise of the night was Colorado lost to Cal. Uh, Oregon beat uh, Oregon State, who had beat them earlier uh, handily last night. So, uh, as of this morning, uh, UCLA and Oregon are on top of the league. Uh, tight league looks like it's going to be a 
five or six team uh, bid league this year, which is uh, good news for the Pac-12, who has struggled and sent a couple or three teams is all uh, the last few years. But uh, those teams look pretty good. Um, let me say, I've seen Arizona State twice here in the last week. Uh, Mr. Martin, Remy Martin, looks really good uh, as a guard for Arizona State. Uh, both Arizona uh, and uh, uh, USC have uh, first-round picks in the NBA draft playing in the middle, uh, both whose names are, are tough to pronounce. Uh, and, of course, Oregon has Mr. Pritchard, uh, who uh, was a preseason All-American candidate and player of the year. Uh, I do not think he's played that well. So uh, Pac-12 has been... Um, become really interesting with a lot of teams with a chance with now two or three games left on their schedule uh, to win the regular season and the postseason tournament the uh, in Las Vegas which is very much a neutral court will be uh, very interesting and <coughs> clearly you want to be one of the uh, top four seeds with a with a buy uh, on, on the first day so that gets us to where we are uh, with, with our final four, uh, if you missed it, uh, everybody we picked last week lost uh, in the last week. So uh, John and I both had to rethink. So uh, let's see what uh, John has in mind. So I'm going to pretty much kind of go chalk with uh, Kansas, Baylor, San Diego State, and uh, the one token Big Ten team at this time I think that you need to think about would be uh, Maryland. Uh, that's pretty funny that he thinks that uh, that Maryland is quote unquote chalk, especially after a loss this week. Uh, they are not the uh, the number five seed, the, the first uh, two in anybody's uh, playbook. Um, they might be number six, uh, though. I think Louisville is leaning that way. Oh, no, Florida State. Sorry, from the ACC is uh, a lot of people's pick for the sixth team. So I'm going to uh, switch her up here on, on John. He went, uh, you know, very chalky. I'm going to agree with him uh, with uh, Kansas and Baylor. Uh, I'm going to stick with Maryland, uh, but I'm going to switch it up, and I'm going to uh, take the Kentucky Wildcats uh, as my fourth team. Uh, they are playing really well. Looks like they're going to win the uh, uh, SEC. Um, outright, uh, although, you know, with uh, three games to go, uh, there could be a, a little bit of a shuffle or a tie. Uh, Calipari has him playing uh, really well. Uh, of course, he's got some five-star talent, uh, both, both a guy who can shoot and, and a big who's uh, having a great year. So uh, I think that's, uh, they, they look like they're on the up, uptick, and I'm going, uh, that's my trendy pick of the week. Although I'm dying to pick uh, Dayton, uh, I, I think uh, they're kind of right there hanging there for me. Uh, I have not actually seen them play, uh, but they are. They only have two losses, if you don't know this, both in overtime. So uh, two quality teams. Uh, so uh, they, they will be uh, something to deal with here as we, we're picking brackets and we get to uh, March Madness. Well... Uh, I haven't killed as much time as John and I do, 
Uh, of course, I'm going to blame the fact that uh, John talks a lot on, on that, but maybe not. Uh, maybe less true than I, I make it out to be. Uh, mi missing. I hope he's not having too much fun in uh, Rio Negro. Uh, he sent pictures, as I said earlier, and there was a picture of the guys he was with, and I said they very much looked like four Americans dying to be kidnapped. So uh, I hope he really makes it back. And... Uh, I look forward to next week. So, uh, John, why don't you finish us off by uh, signing off? What you say? That's it from now. Have a great day. Talk to you soon.